This podcast has been brought to you thanks to a partnership with the Zhilna Tourism Region and implemented with the financial support of the Ministry of Transport of the Slovak Republic. Hello and welcome back to Spectacular Slovakia, a travel podcast produced by the Slovak Spectator. I'm Peter Dlhopolets and I'm here to bring you another episode of Spectacular Slovakia after, well, let's face it, a quite long break. But I'm so happy that I can finally talk to you again and that I can take you to another amazing place in Slovakia. Today, I'll take you to a town in northern Slovakia, Zuberec it is called. The first interesting fact about the town is its name, because it's named after this rare animal. Well, let's see if you can get it right. Yes, it's bison. Or Zubor in Slovak. You won't find any bison in this area or in Slovakia these days, but I met a gorgeous donkey by chance outside a restaurant in Zuberec. Anyway. There are plenty of exciting activities that you can do in and around Zuberets, regardless of the season. Thanks to its location being close to Poland and to the western Tatras, you can go on a bike trip, you can ski here in the winter, there are few ski resorts or hike in the summer. A lot of hikers come here actually to see four mountain lakes in the Rohacze Valley. Uh, that's a very popular place in this region. All that is possible only if you manage to get there. On my past trips, I think I had to travel to Žilina, a major city in this region, but this time I got off a train in Kralovany. It's a very small village, but a very important railway hub as well. And from there I took a bus to Podbiel, another small town, where you can see old houses that showcase traditional folk architecture. Well, I didn't see them, because I came there in the evening, but I had a great pizza in a restaurant opposite the bus stop from where another bus took me to Zuberec. Now, I spent two days in Zuberec, but the weather wasn't really nice on one of those days, so I didn't go to see the lakes, but I explored the village on a bike, a museum, and a cave. And these are the places that I want to talk to you about. Surrounded by mountains, Zuberec appears to be a very touristy place. On my trip, I didn't see a lot of tourists, but I saw a lot of houses that offered private accommodation. Uh, there are a few small grocery stores, several restaurants to choose from, a souvenir shop, a church, even to ATMs, and to bike rental shops. Zuberec itself isn't really huge in my opinion, but Bresovska cave and the nearby open-air museum presenting old wooden houses from different parts of the Orava region are quite far away. I mean, you can still walk there, but I borrowed a bike for, well, I guess I paid 20 euros for the whole day so that I could see and pack as many things into one day as possible. Plus, it is a quite nice bike trip. Uh, you cycle across the whole village, then you find yourself on a road surrounded by fairytale-like forests, which, honestly, filmmakers could definitely use in their films. And then, after about nine kilometers, you find yourself in front of this huge amphitheater and in a parking space, and there you see this small wooden stand with a huge sign saying Brestovska cave and helmets hanging down from it on the side. By the way, you can bike from here up to Čatljakova cottage and from there you can set out on a hike to those Rohace mountain lakes. 
But back to the cave, which is the only cave in the Orava region open to tourists. And here I met Yurai, a cave manager, and Shimon, who is one of the cave guides. Really lovely and funny boys, I must say. In their wooden stand, I sat down with them for quite a long chat to listen to their experiences with tourists in the first place. And based on their experience, they asked me to stress in this podcast that anyone who wants to come and see the cave needs to book tickets online. Otherwise, you will most likely not get it. And also, that a visit to Brestovska cave is not for everyone. It is indeed a small cave where you won't stare at rich cave decoration, but it is a true adventure to go down to the cave for other reasons. There is no light inside. You have to put on a helmet with light, which is very useful. I hit the rock ceiling at least twice on this tour. And you have to be really careful. You know, there are several stairs, ladders, there's even a stream. You have to bend down throughout the one hour long cave tour. So it's definitely not for everyone. Kids under six are not allowed in. People with movement difficulties. If you've got no proper foodware, cave guides will not take you to the cave. Now, speaking of English, you know, he tried to demonstrate his English language skills, especially for this podcast. So he decided to tell me and you, dear listeners, what's so interesting about this cave. So this is what he said. So it's uh, it's completely created by the flowing stream. So you're going to go across it or above it. In a minute. So the whole cave is very young, it's no more than, let's say, these corridors, maybe 60,000 years old, and there will be upper level, which is no more than 200,000 years old. So pretty young. There are caves in Slovakia which are four or five, seven million years old. So this cave was created or made by the water very quickly. And how come uh, uh, it's made so quickly by water? It's because uh, most of the karst cave, uh, caves in Slovakia are carved or created in uh, the limestones, which are this dark greyish, and the uh, dolomites, light, uh, light uh, brown. And these minerals, they can be dissolved by water. So, you know, if uh, we, we call it aggressive water because it's not mineralized uh, properly from the higher up the mountains. It comes from the granite uh, mountains. So it doesn't bring much uh, minerals with it. So we can dissolve dolomites and limestones very quickly in, a, let's say, a few tens of thousands of years. And the cave is actually still being created by the flowing water. And we can see that the riverbed is changing uh, all the time. So. And then he added something more about the water level in this cave. The, the water level changes all year round. So when the snow melts in the, in the mountains in the spring, and there's a heavy rains going on for several days, then the water level rises uh, and it drowns the pathway. So we need to close the cave a few times a year because of the high water level, because the water comes from the outside. <clears throat> Sometimes divers come here to explore the flooded part of the cave. Sometimes kids fall into the stream by accident, as Shimon and Yurai told me. Either way, 
it's fascinating that you can spend almost one hour in this cave, although you actually explore just around 200 meters in this cave. And even after you're done, you want to go back and experience the tour again. Obviously, nobody stops you. The cave is open almost all year around, except for November and December and Mondays. But otherwise, you can head there anytime, provided you've booked your ticket. And you will have the first opportunity to visit the cave on January the 2nd. Now, after you're done with the cave tour, you can head to the Orava Village Museum, which literally looks like a small village with its own stream and houses. There's a lot of different houses to explore, not just from the outside, but also from the inside. Um, I really liked the school and the church. Um, there was an adorable dog, a shop in which you can buy the famous Slovak pottery from Trstena. Uh, a garden that someone actually looked after and it was just a nice walk you know shortly after you enter the museum you will spot a stand with text guides in different languages that's very handy and thanks to them you can learn more about all those houses and once you're done with the tour in this museum you should definitely grab a lunch at a traditional restaurant next to the museum. This is actually the place where I came across that gorgeous donkey that I mentioned earlier. Now, after these adventures, I cycled back to the village and decided to walk up the Calvary Hill and the nearby lookout tower. And this tower is rather unusual compared to other lookout towers in Slovakia because you have to pay to be able to climb it. Um, it's rather new it seemed, and you can pay by card if you don't have money on you, so that's that's a good thing. Um, and the view is just stunning, so you can see all the mountains and the village, and it just it's definitely worth a climb and uh, also money. But that wasn't all I saw. Now that I was done with Zubarez and I still had some time in my hands and I would, uh, before I would have to return the bike, I decided to cycle to the neighboring village called Habolka, because they've got this swing in the shape of a heart on a hill. And so I wanted to see it. Um, it's just an extraordinary experience to be sitting on a swing on a steep hill and watching all the hills and cars moving below you. So if you decide to spend some time in Zuberets, don't miss out on this swing. Well, that's pretty much it for this episode. Maybe one more recommendation to make. If you're hungry, definitely go to Kicher Burger. Uh, they serve great burgers, cakes, um, and other very tasty stuff. Anyway, thanks for listening, dear listeners. I hope you'll visit Zuberets at some point, and the next trip that I will take you on will be even more adventurous. I promise. See you soon. Take care. Bye.